Welcome to the MJV Ministries podcast, where we focus on building your faith and stirring up your passion to win souls. Take a moment to subscribe so you can stay updated with everything we do. Now here's your host, Evangelist Mike Vitalich. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say Jesus. Glory to God. You may be seated. Man, what a, what a day. What a week. Listen, I'm not preaching, y'all. My wife's preaching. Come on, you can give it up for her. Man, what a week. Who thinks we should go for another week? <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. So we had our soul winning uh, event today. And listen, I already told Pastor that we're coming back. We're going to do a soul winning blitz. We're going to hit these streets. I don't care what they look like. I don't care how rough they may be. We're going to reach people. Amen. Who's coming with me? Come on. Glory to God. Let me just say, when we pulled up this morning, my wife and I, you know, we, we do this. This is, this is what we do for our for the Lord. We, this is our ministry. And uh, we pulled up and we were just blown away. We were blown away. There's an army of people in this church, in this house, that's winning souls. Glory to God. It's refreshing. Even as a minister, I mean, I'm not tired, man. I'm telling you, you just, you just get into the anointing. You just jump in, and you just feel God's strength. You just feel his grace. It's like, I could do this. This is no problem. Glory to God. It's, it's, it's amazing. So we went out, soul winning. We got some people. Who wants to hear some testimonies? Who wants to hear some real testimonies of normal people doing godly things? Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. But before my wife calls those people up, we have a grand total so far, so far, far, of 76 people. Come on, somebody. 76 people called on the name of Jesus. 76 people said, Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me and cleanse me and set me free. 76 people. Glory to God. Give God some glory. Come on, 76 souls. 76 people said yes to Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And it's just the beginning. The Bible says he who wins souls is wise. Glory to God. The Bible says as a soul winner, he sent you out to be a soul winner so you can produce lasting fruit that whatever you need, you can ask him. The lasting fruit is the souls, it's people. Glory to God. You have tapped into a different realm. I'm telling you, it's big. It's huge. So, I mean, when we do this again, your pastor's excited. This is going to be a regular thing. It's not just for this week. It's a lifestyle. It is a lifestyle. You can be anywhere at any time, and you can see somebody. And even if, even if you're, you feel like you're getting attacked, even if you're having a rough day, you start... You just win souls, and it brings joy. It brings joy. 
So we're going to call some people up. My wife, take it away. Amen. 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 What a great day. What a great day. It was amazing. I actually uh, want to call up Pastor Diane to come and share. Come on, y'all. And, and just talk about, because her, listen, her testimony blessed me, you guys. Uh, we were paired up. Oh, look at that. Whoa. Wow, what a group. What a team right there. What a team. We were, we were paired up uh, this morning as we were practicing. And let me tell you, I got saved, but for real. Like, it wasn't a skit. When she led me to the Lord, I said, I think I really did just get saved, y'all. Like, it was amazing. I was like, you're ready. You're on. I said, you go out there and you do whatever you want to do. You want to lay hands, like, you just go. And so I wanted her to come and share because her testimony just blessed us when she was sharing. And y'all are going to be I can remember it all now. Blessed. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The anointing's on you, though. The joy of the Lord is your strength, honey. I know what, what, what could be ahead for you, but you got it. You got it. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise Glory to God. Well, we went out as a group. And all of us probably was the first time we've ever done it. Has anybody else in our group ever done it before? I don't know if Lasky and Emma had it before. Maybe they may have. I don't know. But we were scattering it out, taking those shopping So We went over to Weston Commons first in Weston because that's right across from where I live. And we couldn't figure it out. So, so you know, this how, how it is when we go to lunch. They always stand. I say, have you all figured out where to go to lunch? No. So I have to figure out where to go every time. So I had to figure out where to go today. Anyway, <laughs> just part of our lifestyle. <laughs> anyway, we went there. And as soon as I got out of the car, there was a young man pushing a cart, a public cart, and I went to him. And he had, no one had ever, asked, had ever asked him the question if, if, uh, if God loved him, if he knew that God loved him. And it just touched my heart. It touched my heart. He said, no one had ever. And so he followed along with me. He followed, went to, took the script and he followed along with me. And uh, I was thrilled. And when I said, let's, let's pray and ask the Lord in your heart. And he put his hand over his heart. And he asked the Lord into his heart. Hallelujah. That was a blessing. That was a blessing. That was the first thing. And then, uh, I don't know, the others were doing something. One was, I know Sharon had a man coming out of putting some alcohol, beer or something in his, in his car or whatever. She led him to the Lord, right? Hallelujah. And then, and then in front of Publix, I, I talked with a lady who's already churched. But she uh, listened and... Uh, she was thrilled to talk to me, and I got to talk to her and tell her a little bit about our church. And then we went over, for after Weston Commons, we went over to the office depot across from Weston Road. You know anything about Weston? And um, we, we scattered out, and I met a lady and a little girl that um, just went up to her. They were coming out, and I, was go I went up to her, and the little girl was just like this, you know, about eight, maybe nine, probably like the little boy here sits on the front by her stage. And... Um, and I had, they said the prayer with me. They listened to what I had to say. 
and they repeated the prayer with me, and the lady had tears in her eyes, and the little girl was just eating it up. And the lady says, I'm looking to church. She says, oh, for my child, have, uh, do you have a great children's church? I said, oh, yes, we have a great children's church. So I need to get the name for you, Kelly, and the phone number so you can follow up. Praise the Lord, because they do want to come. She wants her child in Bible study. She had it before, but for some reason she has been out. And it was really good. I think it was like a rededication for the mom. I don't know. Uh, she said her mother's always told her that God loved her. But uh, we went on, and it was great. I know Sharon did, and Dorcas led. Uh, you want to let Dorcas say what the young man, Dorcas, where are you? Come here, because she experienced it, if you don't mind. <clears throat> About the young man who, 17-year-old, I think he was 17. So when they were teaching us, um, when, you, when you guys were teaching us about like how to talk to these people and you said the anointing is in you, it's already in you and it's, it's going to be easy. So I was in my car, I was like, I don't care if I die. I don't care if I die. Those words stuck with me. I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm not going to be scared. I don't care. I don't care. I'm talking to myself in the car and I'm pumping myself up. And, I, and I, so I was like, okay. I'm walking to the people, and I go to this 17-year-old kid, and I start, you know, reading the script. And and as as we're as I'm going through the script, and I'm saying everything, and I asked him the question. I was, you know, if you were to die today, you know, would you go to heaven? And he was just like, I don't know. Like he he just, but I felt the anointing at that moment, like. I felt it. I had never I had never experienced that. And you guys kept saying and that anointing is there and that kid he 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 allowed he went we went through the whole script. By the end of it he was almost in tears. And he was like he was like, "Well, I can't go to church, you know, because I you know, I work every day from 8 in the morning till midnight." His name is Rodrigo. If you guys want to pray for somebody, pray for Rodrigo because that kid needs to be here. But he received. So that was, that was impacting to me. Praise so. the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I don't know if you had any special besides the one, huh? Just what? Oh, one with the beer. Yeah. Praise. But Lasky and Emma, we went over to Office Depot around in there. I don't know if it's where exactly it was. It might have been down by McDonald's. I don't know. They didn't tell me where they were, but they had a whole group of Venezuelans, and they were Spanish anyway. And uh, so they could talk to them, and, and young teenage boys, or young, young adults, I think. There they are. And they took a picture, and they took the picture. The kids, he took a selfie, and he wanted to take a picture. And they all prayed with her, and they prayed with them, and they just were thrilled. And they, oh, Puerto Rican, you know, what do you say? You know the Spanish, how they say it, you know, Rican or something like that. I don't know what they said. But anyway. But uh, that's what Lasky is. And, and uh, anyway, but they, they uh, here she is. Come on. Here she is. Okay. You tell us, Emma. <laughs> I knew you were back there. Already. Thank you. Yes. We have, um, for the glory of God, we won seven souls. Hallelujah. We led them to the Lord. That was one group. They were so happy. They were the one, actually, that said at the end, can we take a selfie with you guys? And then they're like, can we show your cards too? They were the one, and, then, and they're like, we're becoming famous. I said, yeah, you're becoming famous for the kingdom of God because you already accepted the Lord, and you're famous in heaven right now, you know? Amen. And the, the first couple that we went to, they were very raw, very raw. So we went there and said, let's go get them, you know? And my husband started speaking to them. We felt the anointing right away. See, the anointing is so tangible. 
right? And even though this guy t uh, tried to um, take him away from the script, like you said, you know, they were going to try to the, the, um, take you away, deviate you. Yes, but my husband, is, you know, stayed there in the, in the, in the script. And, um, and so at the end of the, uh, you could smell the, the uh, alcohol coming out of his mouth, right? And so he, this is a couple. And after he finished the whole script, the joy of the Lord came upon them. And they started rejoicing and they said, you know what? This was of God. This was of God because we have been asking God to bless us and we want to be blessed. And you guys just pumped into us, he said, you know. And I said, well, there's a church, I said, where a pastor loves the souls again. The power of God is there. We have an evangelist right now. I said, God is doing miracles, wonders, and signs. He said, you're more than welcome to come. I said, come. I said, you will receive even more. You will experience the blessing of the Lord in your life. And they were so excited, right? And then there was another, like, a Spanish-speaking um, gentleman that we started ministering to him, right, in Spanish. And he accepted the Lord as we were ministering. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost was there. And there was another guy that passed by. He didn't speak any word in Spanish. And he went like, what is that? You know? And they were like, we were, like, telling them, well, this is uh, an invitation for our church. Give it to me. He said, when is your service? And we said, well, tonight there's a one at seven and there's one at ten. He said, I'm coming. And I was like, all right, praise the Lord. You see, it's not by might. It's not by power. Oh, yeah. But by my spirit, says the Lord. And the, and the Holy Ghost knows every language. Hallelujah. We didn't even have to say any script. Hallelujah. And the anointing reached him. Hallelujah. And pull him in. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And you were able to, to saw, you, saw, you saw that because you were there with us. Amen. Amen. And we were like, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So I could continue, continue. But there was some. <laughs> hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, I mean, we had a great experience. Hallelujah. We're believing God to bring them in. I said, God, we saw the sea. Now you continue doing what you need to do. There were other ones that said, oh, I never heard that God loved me. You know, this is the first time I hear it. And they accepted the Lord. You know, so, hey, God is good. God is good. And like Pastor Thas said, you know, the harvest is ready. They're ripe. They're ripe. Hallelujah. Praise God. Oh, glory to the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. I'm telling you, right, I could just give y'all the service. I mean, let's just turn it over because that has blessed me. What? A, I'm not even through the list of people. Uh, can, I have, can I have Mr. Gerald and your son and, and Mr. David, if he's here, just to come up? I just want to invite them because I've heard some awesome testimonies coming. And I just want you to share... Just so um, what you've been experiencing and what's happened and just, just take, just go ahead. Oh, what a, let me just start off by saying what an awesome week it's been. It's been amazing. It's life-changing. I can't even put into words. This has been a first for me, um, starting off with catching the Holy Spirit this, this past Thursday to going out and putting fear aside today to go out and speak to these people. Hey, and, you know, just like I mentioned this morning um, to you and to Pastor and to even David and my son, I'm like, I'm an officer and I speak to offenders on a daily basis. And I've had town hall meetings in front of hundreds 
of inmates. This picture, that whole tier full of inmates, the top tier and then the bottom tier, it's almost 200 inmates. And I'm shaking today to go out here and, 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 and speak to everyone. So we prayed in the car on the truck on the way there, David and I, and Gerald was with uh, young David. And uh, we said, Lord, just guide us to these, these souls out here and, and allow us to, to bring them to the kingdom of God and let them, let them grace in his glory. So, oh, man. Wow. Wow. Excuse me. Wow. <laughs> there were two things that stood out today. The first one was uh, we went to the park. We went to uh, Vista View with uh, Miss Diane and uh, Sister uh, Nira Michelle. And um, there was a pavilion they were setting up for a party, for a kid's party. And there was a gentleman who was either offloading his truck or loading. I don't know which one of the above. But I just wanted to get to him because I see him moving coolers around and this and that. So uh, we started talking. And just like normal folks, normal, normal gentlemen. And once he realized where I was going, I kind of see his attitude shifted a little bit. So, you know, I, I, I asked, you know, if, he, uh, if anyone's ever told him that God loves him. And I just see his whole facial expression. It went from a smile to like, oh, here we go. You know, so it's like he kind of seen it coming. So he breaks out and says, oh, you don't need to be here. You need to be out west where the hurricane hit. So that defensive mode in me kind of almost kicked in. And I apologize, Pastor. I went, a little, I went a little bit off the script. And I told him, we did. We were just there. So when I hit him with that, you can go to our Instagram page and see it. You can go to Facebook. You can go wherever ALM is, and you will see the footage for yourself and we plan on going back. So that whole energy shifted from the negative back to the positive. And he says, oh, well, my wife has a drop-off point, and she has a program. I said, well, you need to partner with us. You need to partner with ALM. So he got the information, and I went back on script. <laughs> I went back on script, prayed for him, and I just felt the presence of the Lord just enter at that moment, and it was just life-changing for me once again. And the second thing, I don't want to tell his story, but <laughs> I don't want to steal it from you. But remember when we went to the pavilion, and, and you were talking about, who do we talk about today? You showed me the guy's tattoo. What, was, what does his tattoo have? It was mommy hurricane with Sebastian. There you go. So that broke the ice. So that broke the ice of talking, speaking with that gentleman and his family because the Hurricanes were playing at that time. Go you. <laughs> and, and we won today. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. We finally got one. <laughs> 2014. So do you want to tell your, your version of what happened? If you have anything else to say, you can go ahead. You want me to tell your story? Or you want me to, or you want to say it? It's up to you. Come on, you want me to tell it? Okay, I'll, I'll tell it for him. So there was this entire family that was there. Okay, we'll go back and forth. There was an entire family that was there. They were celebrating a birthday party. A bunch of little dogs came barking out to us. And um, so he started his script with the family members. And he couldn't break this, this older lady. I guess she may have been the aunt or, like, the matriarch of the family that was sitting at the table. So she's, like, kind of testing him and going back and forth and challenging him on, you know, what he's, what he's reading off the, off the script. So when he gets to the part where he asked for her name, what did she say? You remember? She said, what now? Remember what the lady said? She 
talking, she said, um, she, she said she couldn't hear well. She no, the, 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 the son said that she couldn't hear well. So you went around and we prayed for her. And then what did she say? You remember? She, she said that I, in second grade, I had good reading. Yeah, you, she asked you how old you were. But in the script, when he gets to, to start the prayer, and it gets to, um, what was it? What was it? You remember? Where he says, um, asking Jesus to forgive me for my, for my sins. And what did she say? She says, I don't have any sins. She said, I don't have sins. I don't, I don't sin. <laughs> and then when we got to the dead part, she said, I, I, am, I don't want to die. <laughs> but that was one of the most memorable moments. I mean, those two alone were just like mind-blowing to me. I can't believe, you know, like Pastor Mike said, you, you're, you're going to, you're going to do things that you're, you, you can't recognize yourself. So at certain points, I was like, this is really me in the act, in that moment. And I knew that God was actually using me and pushing me to do these things. And I just can't wait for more. I, I, I'm, ready. I'm ready for a whole nother week. I don't know about you guys. I'm <laughs> it's, it's everything uh, what Brother Jerry said. But, and I would say I, I'm very fortunate to just, Jerry's just a good brother to have. You know, when you go out there, you want to make sure you have a good companion uh, to be in the mindset and everything. And uh, for me, it was just as we get off the car, we just walk uh, to the park, and uh, I saw a man. His name is Javier, and uh, we're just walking with his family, and I stop him. We're just talking, and uh, we go through the script, and it just it was so open, you know, uh, so open to it, and we just uh uh, have a conversation, and then he, he accept the Lord and talk about, yes, he has three girls. I said, yeah, I have three boys, and uh, talk about the children ministry, how it's a, a great ministry and everything else. And um, I got his contact, said, yes, I, I would love to visit the church. And then uh, uh, we're just I was just talking with uh, Jerry, and then Jerry asked me, those two men behind us, did we already talk to us, to, to them? And then uh, I looked, I said, no, we have it. And I, I turned to them and start talking, and then they say, yes, they are saved, um, but they've been looking uh, for a church. Like, and they, that's the exact word. They've been praying, you know? They've been praying for like-minded people or a church to be planted for fellowship and everything else. And uh, uh, we give them the, the information, and we just pray with them and uh, get the information and everything else. And I was, as I was working in, I just uh, sent them the link. I said, hey, we are live now. If you cannot make it tonight, uh, you are more than welcome to, to watch it. And then he, one of them, because I sent it to three, and one of them replies, oh, I'm going to watch it right now. So and I said, I said uh, thank God. And it just, uh, just those little things. And one thing that really marked me is, like, we didn't have to do anything. We just had to be there, you know? We just had to be there. They've been praying for it. The, the Holy Ghost has been preparing them. We just happened to be there. And uh, I'm fortunate that I, I was obedient enough to just uh, for, to let the Holy Spirit use me to bring them to the Lord. So thank you. Wow. That's awesome. Great job. Amazing. Amazing. That's, and, and can I have uh, Miss Diane, I want you to come and share about um, what happened today with, with your team and testimonies, experience. God is, God is so good. Um, 
we took, yeah, we took Brother Gerald, Brother David, we took our kids and Sister Neri. And I was like, we're going to Vista View Park. There's a playground, there's parents, and there's kids. And um, as we're going through the gate, the guy who's checking us in, I was like nervous. I was like, God help me to do this. And I'm looking back, are there cars behind me? Because I don't want to hold it up. So I just felt it in my spirit, just do it. And his name was Mark. And I was like, oh my goodness, Mark, your name is in the Bible. It's in the New Testament. And he, got, he looked at me like it is. So we went through the script. And then he's looking, at, when, I, when, we, when we went towards the end of the prayer, he's like, she said, it looked like he was going to either up, like fall out of his chair or something was going to happen. So we, we go through the whole script. I invite him to church. I look back. I didn't realize there must have been like 10 cars behind us. And I'm like, okay, we got to go. And then we go in and there's people working out. And we're looking and then there goes, nope, you don't want to mess with them people because they don't like to be interrupted for the workout. So we're like, okay, we're going to keep going. I said, let's go by the playground. So we go by the playground. The one thing that blessed me was that these little kids... I was like, I was blessed just to see them running. They were like, we're going to get the kids. I said, great, we're going to get the parents. Mm -hmm. So they go, the kids started way before we even, you know, got to anyone. And then they all with their script, everybody, the little boys talking to little boys, my daughter talking to little girls. And I'm like, get their names because you're talking to everybody. I can't write fast enough. I can't get the names now. So, and then we, we had the opportunity where there were some people there. It wasn't as crowded as we had hoped it had been, but there was enough Praise God that at least we were able to share at least with um, lead like 10 families or 10 people. So um, I was excited because um, Neri was like, I'm, I'm going over there to the pavilion. I'm going where all the people are. I'm going like she wasn't scared. So I was like, great, let's go, let's go. So we had most of the stuff that we heard was, yes, we're looking for a church. Me and my husband and my kids were looking for a good, for a good church. And the lady was um, speaking in Spanish. I said, come. I said, we have translation. You're going to love it. So she said she's going to try to be here um, tomorrow morning. So we're praying and believing that she's going to come. Um, we, had, we had others that um, they were like, um, yes, I'm going to heaven. I'm Catholic. And then that just opened the door for us to you know, stick with the script. And then we had others that were just like, nope, I don't want to hear it. I'm not interested. And then, I'm sorry, I went off the script. <laughs> I, um, <laughs> I don't like people telling me no. I'm like, Lord, help me. So I approached uh, a, a family that they were trying to leave. And you could tell, like, the husband had this mean face on. He was like, get in the car, like, telling his wife. And then as she's trying to get in, I'm like, ma'am, can I speak to you a minute? And then I go and I start. And she's like, I'm not religious. I don't want to hear it. And then I'm still going in. And then Nuri's giving me that look like. And I'm like, okay, have a blessed day. And then, we, you know, we, we stepped away. And then we had another one where the kids were like, why is that person so mean? And I was like, don't take it personal. Don't get offended. I said, we're going to pray for them. I said, we don't know what their names are, but God knows, and we're going to mark this date and this, and this time. And even when we went out to eat lunch, it's like we were laughing because we were like, you know what? We're going to talk to the person who works in the restaurant. <laughs> and sure, you know. So we were like, we were just excited, and we thanked God because I'm telling you, we were nervous. I was like, Lord, how are we going to do this? Just help us because the desire was there, and we were willing to to do it, and even after, you know, going through what we went through this morning and training, still when you get out there, that first time, it's, it's hard, and I don't like to be rejected, so when they were saying no, I had to remind myself again, like, don't take it personal, but I thank God, so we're praying and believing that they're going to come, and we're excited because this is just the first of many more opportunities we're going to go out there and continue to witness. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Is Aiden here? Can you, I just want you to share too, because this is, I mean, y'all, this is, is this all right? Is this okay? This is awesome. I just want you to share what happened. So um, before we went out, I set a goal for three, and then I came here earlier this morning, and I got pretty nervous, and I wanted to change it to one, but I was like, I'm going to keep three. I'm going to keep three. So like almost everybody at the church went to Vistiview Park. So uh, we went to Cali Coffee instead. And as we pulled up, there was this guy by his car talking to someone. And Pastor Francis told me, just go. And I was like, me? I was like, he's like, just go. And I was like, somebody's coming with me. So Makai came with me, which I'm very thankful for. So he came with me, and we went up, and we started talking to him. And he was like, oh, somebody just came here from your church and gave us a flyer. I'm like, praise the Lord. I'm like, and then he says, uh, he told us just, he was like very approachable and he looked scary. I don't know about tall pe people taller than me, but they scare me. I don't know. It's just so. <laughs> yeah. So after we talked to him, he was just like so welcoming and engaging. It like it put like my fears aside. So then we went to some town center, whatever, shopping place. What? The tower something. So the tower shops, yeah. And then, so we just started walking around the stores, and the first person I went to, I started talking to him. He was like, yeah, I have Jesus in my heart. I've been saved for a while. I was like, today's going great. I was like, two people already accepted. So then, you know, I just started going around from people to people, and then there was just one guy who was smoking through, looking at a window, just smoking, and I saw him all alone, so I was like, I'm going to go get him. So I walked up to him, and I'm like, how you doing? He turns around and blows a puff of smoke in my face. <laughs> and I'm like, can I ask you a question? But he was so respectful. He was like, oh, I'm smoking. Are you okay with that? He's like, I can like, put it or throw it away so I can talk to you. And I said, no, you're fine. And I talked to him. And I asked him, has, any, has anybody ever told you God loves you? And he grew up in church. So he said, yeah, I know that. And I asked him, if you die today, are you going to go to heaven? And he said, yeah, I'll, I'll go. And I asked why. He said, because the Bible says you have to have the faith of a mustard seed, and I have the faith of 15 watermelons. That's what he told me. And um, I looked at my script, and I was like, <laughs> so I was like, uh, I'm going to, I'm just going to like pray over you, because I was so confused. <laughs> and then he tells me I would never turn down prayer, so... Me and Gracie prayed for him, and he accepted it. And then we just started, went to someone else. And there was one guy, I was with Miss Ruthie at this time, and uh, I asked him if I could ask him a question. And he said, about what? And I said, God. And then I showed him the script, and he was reading it. And then he said, I don't speak English. And I said, well, she said, I don't, he said, I only speak Spanish. I said, well, Pastor, Thad, Pastor Francis speaks Spanish. Talk to her. And then turns out he was a, a pastor's kid. And he just wanted to say thank you because he said I was doing like his job and he's not doing it. But it was just, it was, I thought it was going to be hard. The first two people, you know, they really like ease me up because they're, they're people. It doesn't matter what they look like, if they're tall or not people so Amen. come on come on that's awesome and I'm so overjoyed Pastor Francis was telling come and tell them how how excited the because you took the youth 
And just, I mean. Yes, so we went out with the youth girls, and they did, and Aiden and Makai, and they did wonderful. And it was such a blessing. And Sister Ruthie came along with us. And, um, you know, the first one that we did was a young girl who was running in the park. And when we got to the park, they were all like, everybody's here, you know. So we didn't know where to go. We see, we saw Jerry, and they were speaking to a family. We saw uh, Sister Diane and her team. And then we see Barbara, Aiden's mom, and they're also walking there. And I said, you know, where are we going to go? We went ahead and we ministered to a girl who was actually jogging. And Ruthie is like, I don't know, she's running. And it's like I kind of like started getting in her way. And it's like she actually really stopped. And I did exactly what Brother Mike said. I grabbed my script and I pointed towards it and I just went along. I introduced myself and I kept using my finger. She followed along at every as I was reading everything. And I thought that was so easy. And I told the kids, and they were excited, like, to see, wow, that was easy. Like, you know, our first one, and we got her. And that was awesome. And then we decided to go get out of the park because you guys were all there. <laughs> and uh, we went out, and as uh, Aiden shared with you, but that young man who was the pastor's son, that really, truly blessed me tremendously because it was so exciting to see him. You know, he's looking at us, and he's like, you know, my dad is a pastor. He says, um, I work, and I go to church, and that's all that I do. He says, but I've never done this. He goes, so please tell that young man, even though I don't speak English, please say thank you to him because he just stirred a fire inside of me. And you know what? When I go back to church, we're going to do this. So that blessed me tremendously. Amen. Yes. Amen. That's awesome. And you know what is, is that because when we, when we got here this morning, I mean, we were so fired up, my husband and I, when we came in and just saw everyone who came out to go soul winning because it was just like encouraging to us because, you know, we go to churches um, and, and we love, I mean, that's our heart is souls. So we love to impart what's been imparted into us and, and uh, the, the passion and the training desires to see people saved. So it was like so encouraging because everyone here, it, you've, you caught the vision and, and not only that, you took the next step to, to go out and, and, and do something about it. And so it's just been so, I mean, I've been, every testimony we hear, it, it, it truly blesses us because it's something, you know, like my husband said, and I actually want, if you want to turn with me, because um, this, is, this has been our motto for our ministry, and it's John 15. Verse 16, and it says, you didn't choose me. I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. And that lasting fruit, it's people. People, it's souls. It's going out and sharing your testimony. It's going out and talking to people at the gas station. It's going out and talking to people at the grocery line and or the restaurant, and you get to lead your your waitress to the Lord. It's just it's just being real with people, and and it's something that you know that it, it, you're going after after the things of God. You're going after God's heart, and it's you know the Bible says, "Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added unto you." And so it's not just something that, you know, we come in and, and we just want to get everyone stirred up 
to go win souls. But it, there, it's, it's so biblical. And it's like it gives you the ground to come into the throne room of God and say, God, I'm going after your kingdom. I'm seeking people out for your kingdom. And this is what my request is. And, and you know, so far, 76 people today led to the Lord. That's 76 sons and daughters and, and moms and dads and brothers and sisters and aunts and uncles and cousins. Like, like somebody is praying for those people to be saved someone and today you were an answer to that prayer whether you came out with us or maybe you just prayed for us as we were out you were a part of that answer to prayer because you made an impact and and it's like you go out and you see hey has anyone told you God loves you and people will say no there are people living in this life in today's world that they don't know that God loves them because they either grew up not knowing about God or thinking that he's just the man upstairs that strikes people with lightning when he's mad. Or, you know, they have this totally different vision of God when, when they, don't, they don't understand, like, the love that he has for them and the longing that he has for them to be in church, in his house, in his kingdom, serving him. And it's, and it's just so, I mean, we're just so blessed by all of the testimonies, by everyone who's, who's been catching the vision and and going for it and that's kind of what I wanted to to minister on a little bit tonight and because these I mean these testimonies have me so stirred up I wanted to talk about faith but now I just I mean I'm all, I'm Lord I don't know what's gonna happen <laughs> I really don't so just buckle up and 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 just be ready because man turn to Luke 4 Luke 4, verse 18, and it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. It says, For the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. For he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. And because you have the spirit of the Lord on the inside of you, that means that the spirit of the Lord is upon you. And he has anointed you. He has anointed you. He has anointed you. He has anointed you. Acts 1 verse 8. It says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. The Spirit of the Lord is, is the power to be a witness. And that's what I love hearing is because so many people, you heard it yourself, they came in here one way with, with that, you know, that thing that tries to come on you, fear, Right? That thing that tries to hold you back from doing what God called you to do. And the spirit of the Lord came upon them. And in the situations when they were talking to people and the anointing came on them, it was like you, it's, it's being led by the spirit. And that's what it is, is because every single one of you are anointed. You're anointed to reach people. You're anointed to share your testimony. You're anointed for ministry. No matter what that looks like. You could be a stay-at-home mom, but that's your ministry. 
You could be out in the, in the workforce, but that's your ministry. And the Lord's anointed you for it. And that's what we were sharing today is when that anointing comes on you. You ever just go somewhere and people just open up to you? They don't even know you. They haven't even really spoken to you or said good morning. They just start telling you about the abusive relationship they've been in for three years. And they just got custody of their kids back. I mean, they just start talking and you're just ordering a coffee, right? That's because the anointing is on you. And, and someone, and a, a minister of the gospel told me, recognize that. Don't just, like, brush those moments off and be like, man, she's got problems. Like, you know, she's really been through it. But, but recognize that that's the atmosphere of the anointing. Because why? You carry the spirit of God in you. And where you go, that anointing is tangible. Whether you feel it or not, a lot of times it's on you by faith. A lot of times even, that's why it's not, it's not to go by your feelings. Because someone could be really ministered by what you're saying and, and you're not even feeling anointed at all. You know, there are days I wake up, I don't even feel saved, right? That's why I don't go by my feelings. I feel, I don't feel saved. I don't feel it, but that doesn't mean I'm, I'm not saved. There are days I don't feel anointed. That doesn't mean I'm not anointed because I'm not led by my feelings. And so in those situations, when, when people are opening up to you, it's so important that you recognize that the anointing's there and God will put things on your heart to minister to people. God will put things on your heart to say to people. And, and it's so evident because like there's been times where I'm just at like the grocery checkout and people will just open up. One lady uh, opened up and said, you know, she's really trying to hold a job down and she's been living in her car. And it was like I was able to minister to her right there. And, and people say, you know, oh, what is that? What is, I got goosebumps. What is that? And they don't understand what the anointing is. They don't understand the Holy Spirit. But it's tangible. And that's why people will cry. That's why people will, will, will go on about how, you know, what is that feeling? Or, you know, I've, t I, people t I've had some weird things happen, y'all. I was preaching one time in Canada. Someone came up to me after, and I could tell they were just a very new believer. And she's like, you got like this green aura around your head when you're ministering and I'm like what is that she said you make me feel like a certain way when you talk she had no idea I'm like that's the Holy Spirit that's not me that's the Holy Spirit she's like you got this you know they, they, they just think you know that you just gonna fire and they you know but but it, it, it it's just it's the anoint it's it, and none of it is me none of it is me there are times and it's so funny because my husband's recognized this but there are times where even I can be like about my own business, running errands, grocery shopping, picking up the dry cleaning, whatever. And I'm walking and, you know, do whatever I'm doing and, you know, interacting with someone. Because people, I mean, for some reason, people just, and maybe, maybe you experience this too, people just like to talk to me. And, and it's like they just want to have conversations out of nowhere. And it's like when I, and sometimes it can catch me off guard because, you know, I'm just out here minding my own business. And, and then I remind myself, no, you're a minister of the gospel. You need to, you need to talk to them. And so, you know, I, and I start to walk away from just like, hey, how's your day going or something. And then, like, as I'm walking away, 
I say, it's like my brain switches off. My mind, I switch my mind off and I'm led by my spirit. And it's like, it's not even me anymore. And that's the, that's that moment we were talking about today where it's just surreal. It's like, you're like, is this even me? What am like you, your mind can't catch up to what's coming out of your mouth. And so I just turn around, hey, I just want to tell you, God loves you and has a plan for your life. And I just, like, start leading them to the Lord. And then, like, it's, like, three minutes later, and I realize, like, what just happened. And it's funny because that, that's, that happens a lot of times when, like, we start walking away somewhere at a checkout line, for instance. And my husband's just learned to just keep walking. <laughs> he just keeps walking. So if we're walking away from the checkout line and I turn around and start talking, y'all, he just goes on to the car. He just acts like nothing happened and it's normal. And they're like, I think he's leaving you. And, and I'm like, that, that's not important right now. Because he just knows. He just knows. He's like, she'll, she'll come when she's done. Like, like I'm going to let her do her thing and I'm not going to stare and, and make other people uncomfortable. But it's just, it's, it's when you yield yourself to the spirit, when you allow yourself to be yielded and used by God, he'll put people in your path. Like many of you saw today, he just puts people in your path and he's already softening their hearts. And, and it's like they, they're just, you know, you don't know. People wake up and say, God, if you don't do something in my my life today, this will be my last day on this earth. You don't know what people are going through. God, if you don't do something, I'm desperate, God. If you don't do something, I'm done. And then you feel that urge to tell somebody, but it's like you can't get over your fear, that, that, that flesh, that emotion. What if I sound stupid? But it's like people are praying for that. They're like, God, if you don't give me a sign or you don't tell someone to come and, and talk to me, you know, and, and it happens. You know, I, I've heard great stories of, of people in church services and, and who weren't even believers. And they, they were sitting in, uh, you know, towards the back or whatever. And they just said, God, if you're real, uh, have that little lady down there throw her hat on the stage. And if she does it, I'll go answer the altar call. And that's, you know, that's strange, but teach their own. And, and, this, and I heard this story, so, and I trust the, the source it came from, so I know it's true. And the lady on the front row was a very proper lady, dressed very well, Sunday best. And she just felt by the spirit, I have to throw my hat off and throw it onto the stage. And she, so she does it. And she didn't care. And the pastor's looking at her like she has lost her mind. He's just like, what is this elderly lady doing? You know what I mean? And she just does it. And then next thing you know, this young man runs down to the front. And, and stands at the altar and says, I have to give my life to God. This is too real. Like, it's, like I've, I've seen it happen now. It's, it's too real. And it's like people, people, you'll encounter, when you give your life to God, you'll encounter those moments. You'll encounter times where, where people will say, I was just asking God for this. Or I was just, I was just, say, I was just asking for a sign. I was just asking for, for, for a sign that someone loves me. I was just asking for a sign if I'm on the right track. You know what I mean? Like they just, because that's all they know. They don't understand faith. They don't understand uh, confession, believing. You know, it's just that's just where they're at. And God wants to meet people where they're at. So he sends people like us in this room to go meet people where they're at and say, hey, you don't have to live like that. Hey, you don't have to be depressed. Hey, you don't have to be lonely. Hey, you don't have to be suicidal. Hey, you, there's so much more for you. You don't have to live in fear. You don't have to be on 17 mind medications. You don't have to, to go through this life rough. And that's, that's part of the Great Commission. That's what it is. It's that's the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He's anointed me to preach the gospel. That's what this is about. 
And so if you, if, I mean, you know, pe- and people tell us, oh, well, that's just because, you know, you're young and, and you just wait. And, you know, and it's all, ru- it's like just trash. Like people, people who don't catch it, they say, and, they, you know, people want to discourage and say, well, how do you know if they're, you know. I've, I've been told that people can only get saved if they're at, at, at an altar. I've been told, like, you can't just pray for someone on the street and they're saved or, or someone can't just repeat a, a prayer and they're saved. And I, I think it's all just, you know what, you go live your life then. But this is what God told me to do. This is what God told me to do. Last time I checked, Jesus was all around town leading people, setting people free, laying hands on the sick, healing people in the streets. And so that's what it's about. That's what it's about. And so I just, that's, that's been my prayer is that everyone here just, you just, and I see it. And I even felt it from the Lord tonight. Everyone in this church is going up another level. You have gone up another level this week in your spirit. You've gone up a level uh, in your standard. You know, I've been hearing it all around all week is enough is enough. That's been like the motto. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. And it's like, but it's true, and I see it in you. Like, the more I get to see you and, and get to know you and, and hear the testimonies that you've been sharing, it's like I can see you've grabbed it. You've grabbed a hold of it. And, and you're on fire. I mean, that, that touched me to, just to hear the youth. I mean, if, come on, if you can get the, the young kids and the youth out, out leading people to the Lord, do you know what that does for a church? That just set, that breaks it wide open because you start getting kids in here that are impacted and then they start bringing their friends and their family and their parents. I mean, you touch a generation where they can see, I don't have to live a life like that. I don't have to live a life that I see on social media, that there's a God out there who loves me. It saves them so much heartache that they don't have to grow up and and be on drugs and, and go through life depressed. And it's just something so special about it. And that's why I, I want to tell all the parents who, who are here, get your kids involved. Get your kids in the anointing. Because the younger they are and they, they can recognize it, that's why, you know, I'm, I'm with pastors. I don't, we don't mind kids in the back. We don't mind kids in the pews. We don't mind because why? We understand the anointing. We understand how important that is for this generation. I still remember my mom taking me to church to revival meetings and sitting me in the back pew and giving me like a piece of paper and some color crayons and said, sit in the floor and be quiet. You know what I mean? Like it was like, don't you move. Don't you move. Because they didn't even have iPads back then. So I just had like, you know, three colors and broken crayons. And, and she's like, don't you, don't you yell or anything. I mean, one time I got sat on the front row, and then I had some other friends, and, and they were being loud. It wasn't even me. I was so quiet because why? My mom taught me, don't you move. But that was just my mom. And so uh, it, was just, it was just like I, I cherish those memories. I cherish those moments because why? I was in the anointing. I understood revival. That's why it didn't freak me out when I grew up and saw people. Uh, filled with the Holy Spirit and and holy rollers as they call them and and tongue talking and and falling out on under the power of God because I I just saw it grow that was normal to me laying on of hands normal to me talking about the anointing it was just normal to me and that's what you're doing you're raising up a standard here and in your family to where it's like this is the normal this is the normal. We don't talk like other people. We don't watch what other people watch. We don't go where other people go. We don't do what other people do. 
And when you do that, I mean, there's such, there's such a, a reward for it. And it's just, I mean, it's amazing. And I wanted to share this because I, I was going to talk about faith tonight. And, and I mean, I'm just, I'm so blessed, y'all. I'm so blessed. And it's been a blessing to be here. My husband and I, I, I can speak for both of us, that it's been a, a real honor to be here to minister and to meet everyone and share with you everything that, that we've been able to share with you. And I just want to say thank you for uh, your hospitality and for accepting us. And, and I want to thank your pastors for just being so real and open and just inviting us to come in. I mean, they've told us every night. Just let it rip. <laughs> just just do what you want to do. Don't hold back. I mean, we even told them tonight, we're like, yeah, we'll, we'll probably end it a little early, you know, let everyone go rest. And they're like, go as long as you want. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they're like, don't, don't, don't do anything like that. You just, you just let it rip. And so, I mean, we're, we're, we're blessed to be here. And I wanted to share, so, uh, uh, for keys on, on faith and and the anointing, and so, and, and understanding that, you know, you have faith. Everyone in this, in, in, in this room, you have faith. You have faith. If, if Jesus is your Lord and Savior, and you've received him into your heart, you do that by what? Faith, right? And so you don't, it's not by feeling, but it's by faith. So everyone here has a measure of faith, and I understand, like, everyone here, I really feel, has gone up in your faith, that you're just, you know, believing for bigger things, going after greater things, setting a new standard, and, 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 ref and because why? You've been, I mean, this is Saturday night. You could have had any excuse to stay home, well, you know, and especially those who went out with us today, you know, we've been out, right? And so you, you, had, ex you had excuses, but no, you said, I'm going to be in the house of God. Why? Because you're, you're, you're going up on level. And I see every single one of you leaving this place, going up an, uh, another level, before you even have to come in tomorrow to worship the King of Kings and Lord of Lords on the Sunday morning, you're going to be at another level. And then tomorrow you're going to hear my husband preach, and you're going to go up an even another level. Amen? I see it. It's level changing, level changing. And that's been in my spirit, level changing. A new victory, a new mindset, a new standard, a new level. So you've been hearing the word of God, and faith comes by hearing. Romans 17, 10, 17, sorry. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. So your faith is already growing because that's what you've been doing. You've been saturating yourself in these meetings. You've been saturating yourself with the word. You've been saturating yourself so your faith can grow. And I love this, Romans 12, 2. Renewing your mind. It says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person. And that's what you've been doing this week. You've been letting God transform you into a new person. Some of you are going to recognize a night and day difference. And some of you, even if you've been here this week and you haven't felt it, you're going to. Just like my friend who was sharing uh, about what was it Wednesday you got laid hands on Wednesday night and it was Thursday morning on his way to work that the Holy Spirit just wrecked him right in this car not literally but like just hit him right in this car again not literally came in and his presence was in that car 
And he started crying and, and just being touched by the Spirit. It wasn't on Wednesday night when hands were laid on him, but it was the next morning on his way to work. And the Spirit just came on him. I mean, he's telling me, he, he called his wife. I mean, and, and it was just like powerful. And so it was like, just because you might leave this place and you don't feel different, you might not feel like you're at another level, understand that it's not, it's not with your flesh. It's not with this. It's not with your mind. It's with your spirit. It's with your spirit. And you're going to realize because you're going to start talking different. And you might not even notice it. Someone else might, might, your family or your friends might start saying stuff like, wow, you, you really became a positive person. Or, you know, just thought like, wow, you really started talking different. Oh, wow, you, you must really have a lot of, don't get your hopes too high. You know, don't get your hopes up too high there. But you just, and you don't even recognize it. You're just talking. Why? Because you're, up, you're going up another level. You're going up another level. So it says, let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Hebrews 11:6, And it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. I want you to understand something. This week you've been sincerely seeking him. Even if tonight is your very first night here. I don't care if you missed this whole week and you just came tonight. This is sincerely seeking him. Even if you just went out with us this morning, that was sincerely seeking him. So it says if you believe God is and that he is a rewarder of those who, who another translation says diligently seek him, that's what pleases him because faith is the only thing that pleases God. That's the only thing that pleases God, not fear. Fear is the total opposite of faith. It's the total opposite. And it's, and it's so much so that, that, and I never, you know, like to hear this, but, you know, prayer offered up to God in fear is like he can't even hear it. It's like he can't even hear fear. He's not involved in fear. He's only moved by faith. He's not moved by our emotions. He's not moved by our tears. Because why? That's doubt. That's, and having doubt is you having more faith in the devil than God's goodness. Being in fear is you having more faith in the, in the enemy than, than you have in God's goodness. Because, because it's not for us to be afraid. It's not for us to be nervous. It's not for us to figure it out. It's for us to rely on God and have faith in God. It's up to us to be like, you know what, this might look like this in the natural, but I refuse to fear, and I thank you, God. And that's the best way to, I, I love to pray like that. I just thank God for it. Even when I don't feel like it, I offer up uh, uh, praise and thanks to him. I thank you, God, that I'm healed. I thank you, God, that my family can't be touched. I thank you, Father, my finances cannot be touched. I thank you, Father, for what you did for me on the cross. I thank you, Father, I walk in victory, and I just thank him. You know, I don't let some bad report come to me and I just start going into emergency tongues and in fear and start freaking out and saying, oh, God, what are we going to do, God? As if he didn't, you know, already see it. <laughs> yeah. Breaks the glass for emergency tongues and just, no, 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 God, God, no, 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 no. Lord, Lord, my mother, oh, shut up, 
And he's like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? What are you doing down there? I was like, God, I'm just afraid. Lord. And it's funny because last night my husband and I, we didn't get home because I don't know if y'all know this, but we have meetings after the meetings and it's been blessing my life. We didn't get home until probably way after midnight and then fell asleep maybe around 1 a.m. And about 2.33 a.m., our hotel fire alarm just goes off and the lights is flashing and, and the sirens and I thought it was our alarm. And I was like, what volume did you set it to? What is that? And then I woke up and then, cause you know, we had to wake up a little earlier this morning. And my husband said, what time is it? I said, it's 2.30. He said, it's 10.30? <laughs> I was like, we had to be here by 11. It takes us like 20 minutes to get here. I was like, no, it's 2.30 cause it's so dark in the hotel. You know what I mean? Like. And so we're just waiting, and we're looking at each other, and he's calling the front desk. He's like, what do we do? I'm like, I don't know. We just go downstairs. And so it's like two, we're like zombies, like walking out. Just got out of a revival meeting at 2.30, and we're just like looking around. People are like outside, like Snapchatting and stuff. And I'm like, this place better be burning down. This place better be in ashes because <laughs> I'm tired. And then it was something like some dumpster fire out way in a parking lot somehow. Or, or he said inside story that someone might have been smoking in their room or whatever. But it was just, it was just funny. But I say that to say it's like we didn't have panic. You know what I mean? We didn't allow ourselves to get in fear. I didn't run down the hallway. I didn't run and, and you know, we gotta get outside. The place is gonna burn down. No. It, there was no fear. Why? Because I don't, I don't allow it in any aspect of my life. Even if that was at our house and the smoke alarm was going off, I wouldn't fear. I wouldn't fear. Even if I'm driving down the highway and the truck starts smoking, I don't fear. I don't fear. Because why? I know my God will take care of me. I know my God, that my God it has everything that I could need or want or desire. I know that my God has provision stored up for us. I know my God is, has, has things for us. Why? Because we go after God's heart. We go after people. And the Bible says that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And that's you in this room. Why? Because you're here on a Saturday night diligently seeking him. And he has a reward for you. He wants to give you the desires of your heart more than you even want those desires. He's the one that actually put desires in your heart. Right? It says that he wants to give you things that no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no heart could begin to imagine, no mind could begin to imagine the things that God has prepared for those who love him. And that's big because I have a big imagination. And God says it's, it's bigger than that because no mind can even imagine the things that he has for us. And so it, and, and, and it all comes by, by what? By faith. It comes by faith in God. It comes by being in this anointing. It comes by seeking his kingdom. In James 1, 6, it says, But when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver, for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave by the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. What does that mean? That means there's no plan B. There's no plan B. 
There's no, I'm going to give God a try. I'm going to give this thing a try. And then, you know, if, if it doesn't happen in two weeks, I'm out. Right? No, it's, it's, it's your faith is in God alone. Your faith is in God alone. My husband and I, we have put this into practice in our own lives where God tells us to do things that make no sense. <laughs> no sense in the natural. No sense to family. No sense, to, a lot of times, no sense to us. That's why we stop trying to figure it out. You know, God told us to sell our house and move. Leave, leave everything. I mean, we, we got rid of everything. And that made no sense to us in the natural, but we knew this is where God's taking us. This is what God wants to do in our life. We have to be able to be obedient, and so we're going to free ourselves up and just be obedient. And we don't have a plan B. We have no plan B. When we went into full-time ministry, 100%, there was no plan B. There was no, well, if we don't have enough money uh, by this day, then maybe you can go work here and I'll, and I'll do. No, there was no plan B. It was go into the ministry. And we said, okay, here we go. But God has overseen everything. We've not missed a bill. We've not missed a meal. We've not missed anything that God had for us. Because why? He is, he is taking care of us. And that's why we, we're so, like, it, we see it in our own lives. That's why when, when I talk to people, I say, you can have whatever your faith says you can have. Right. God will meet you wherever your faith is at. And, and I'm not, it's not always people like in this room. Because I've, I've spoken to a lot of you, and I understand, like, you have faith, and you have a, the right confession. But there's been people that we've met in life, and they just don't get it. They say, yeah, well, you know, that's easy for you to say, but, you know, when I was three years old, you know, my, my mom, she stopped feeding me breakfast at 7 a.m. I mean, there's most, like, crazy excuses. I, you know, I would, yeah, God told me to do ministry, but, you know, I had to be, I had to use wisdom and, and be practical. Yeah, God told me to start a business, but, you know, it just wasn't the right economy, and it just didn't make sense. But it's like, no, if God said it, you just have to be obedient. You don't have to figure out the end goal plan. You don't have to figure out, you just take the step. It's just the step of faith. It's just the step of putting yourself out there. It's just the step of going up to someone and, and talking. It's just the step of bringing someone to church. It's just the step of, of launching that ministry. It's just that step. And when you do that, God takes care of everything. He brings people alongside of you to help you. He brings people into your life to sow into you. He brings people into your life just to encourage you. Because why? He's a good God. He's a good God. He's a really good God. In Mark 11, 22 and 20 through 24, it says, For verily I say unto you, that whatsoever shall say, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. And it says also in Proverbs 18, 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. 
And that's something that's so important is whatever you're believing for, whatever it is you want to see happen, whatever it is you want God to do in your life, don't cut it off by your own mouth. Don't cut it off by your own words. Don't cut off God getting it to you by your own, by your own action of speaking out. You know, I've learned if I don't have the faith for something, I just be quiet. If my husband says something and I'm sitting there in my mind thinking, how is that going to, what do you, what? I just be quiet. I just be quiet. Why? I've learned. I'm not going to say something crazy. And I was just sharing this testimony because this had happened over the summer. My husband when we got married, he, he, um, he had uh, the engagement ring was sewn into our life for him to propose to me. And we got married really quick. So I was going to just order like a, a band on a, a, a wedding band on Amazon or something. Like I, I wasn't, I didn't care. I was like, you know, let's just get married and, and start ministry. And so I, we actually went to a, a jeweler, and I found this little, like, cute little, very minimal wedding band that I just loved because I, I love. It was very minimal, and I loved it. It wasn't like flashy or anything. And and he he hated it. <laughs> he he didn't like it at all. But I was like, it's good. Like I'm saying, like we were getting married in like a week. So I mean, I was like, we got to get something, right? And so I just I just loved it. I I loved it, and and we we celebrate four years next month and and I was like yeah amen amen I was at best four years of my life amen and I was I never thought I never thought about it again but it, it did something for my husband every time he would see me wear it he would just think back to that moment of like when we were just getting married and and you know it was God it was by God like faith and and like our, us exercising our faith our wedding was like we didn't pay for anything like, we just went after, like my husband shared, I think, on the first night, we just went after, like, winning souls and doing ministry. And God, like, supernaturally paid for everything, our wedding, and covered, I mean, everything. And so there was just, like, he kept, you know, over the years, he said, I'm, I'm going to get you a better ring. I'm going to get you a better ring. I'm going to get you a better ring. And I was like, you know what, I don't, it's like, it's okay. It's okay. It's not a big deal. It's, it's fine, you know. But every time he would see it on me, he would think back to the time he wanted to get me a better ring, uh, a wedding band. And then over the summer, we were in New York um, getting ready to fly out to Switzerland to go minister for a month. And uh, we drove from Chicago to New York, and it took about 18 hours, and we just drove it straight because, you know, we, we wild. And uh, so we got into New York. It was like late Friday night. And I was so, I was like, you know what, I'm going to sleep because I think I drove most of it. And I said, I'm going to bed. And Saturday morning, he, he comes in. He's like, wake up, wake up. I was like, okay, what's up? Like, I thought, like, the house was coming down or something. I was like, it better be good. <laughs> if you can't tell, I'm, you know, I like my sleep. And uh, he said, we got to go get your ring cleaned. We got to go get your ring cleaned. And I was like, it's Saturday morning. And he's like, yeah, but we can't, we can't. I was like, let's just go Monday. He's like, no, we got to go get your ring clean. We got to go get your ring clean. And I was like, okay, well, then let's go. And so we drove down there. 
and the people were like super nice and the lady uh you know collected my my ring and and I kept I actually kept my band on because I and I think this is where it started I went to a, a jewelry place in Pittsburgh to get my rings cleaned and I gave my wedding band to the lady and she looked at it she's like mm, too small and like gave it back and wouldn't clean it because she's like too small, you know, diamonds too small, no. And I was like, I think she was German and that's when it like all turned and I was like, Arr. and uh, so anyway, I didn't even give the lady my band to clean and, and she's like, I'll take that too. I was, I was like, oh yeah, if you think you can clean it, go ahead. Like I was, you know, I, was, I didn't have, I, you know. And so they brought us into the back and had to sit and and they like gave us water and there's like this display and stuff and I'm like wow they've never done this for us before usually they make us like wait in the lobby or something and and they run back there with your jewelry and you're just like god the blood of Jesus you know and and he's like looking he's like what do you think about what do you think about this this set right here like for, what do you think about that i was like oh that's that's nice you know that's nice I didn't say anything because in my mind, I wasn't thinking. I was like, I was just thinking like, yo, we're about to go to Europe and live for a month. Like, I'm not looking at rings right now. And he's like, what do you think about that? And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's nice. He's like, what do you think if I got you something like that? I said, yeah, that, that's nice. Like, I'm not really, like, thinking. And so the lady comes out with my ring in the brand new set, and it's beautiful. And she puts it on the table. And he's looking at me, and I thought it was a sales ploy because I thought she done heard my husband suggesting this ring set for me, and she's going to be like, try it on. And I'm going to be like, no, it's okay, you know. But I just learned. I just learned not to confess things. No matter what is, like, running through my mind and no matter what I was thinking, I was just like, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say anything because that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to just say, no, there's no way we can do that. You know, I'm not doing that or, or whatever. And, and he looks at me, and he's like, try it on. And he said, it's yours. And I, I thought it was a joke. I was like, what do you mean? He said, no, I, surprise. Like, I, I wanted to upgrade you before our anniversary, and we're here, and I wanted to do it now. And, amen. And, I, and I'm not saying that to boast, but it's like I could have just cut that off. I could have just cut that off. Because he had been suggesting it to me and suggesting it to me, and I could have just been like, no, stop talking about it. <laughs> stop bringing it up. You know, I could, have said, I could have said some stuff. Be like, what are you out of your mind? You know, get some New York twang or something. Like, you're losing your mind there. <laughs> Who do you think we are, the Kardashians or something? I don't want, what do I need a ring for? You know, I just like, I could have, but I know, I, I, I stopped it. And so I, and that's the, that's my testimony. <laughs> Bring this back. Lord, help. That was my testimony about how I've just, that, that's, it was like from that moment on, I just learned like, I don't care what he said. He says we're going to feed a thousand families at Thanksgiving. I'm just like, praise God. Amen. I don't ask how, I don't, I don't ask when, I don't ask where, you know, he, he tells me things because not only do I look at him as like, uh, my husband, but I look at him as like the man of God and, and head of this ministry and, and he's got the vision for it. So when he says he wants to do things like these outreaches in Texas, it's just like, all right, I don't know how I'm, that's what I'm thinking, but I don't say that. Right. I'm just like, amen. Amen. 
So don't allow something. You know, if someone says uh, you're going to get a promotion before the end of the year's up, don't let it come out of your nice and say, but that would be nice. That would, that would be so nice if that would ever happen. Yeah, I've worked here for, for 10 years. I'm sure this will be the year, you know. Don't do that. Don't doubt God. If someone says, hey, I think, I think your, your, your sister, uh, you know, is going to come around before the end of the year is up. She's going to be in church. Don't be like, yeah. Yeah, you would think, huh? You would think that, right? Yeah. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't cut it off. Someone says, hey, I think you're going to inherit a, a, good, a good amount of money. Don't be like, yeah, wishful thinking. Hmm? That'd be nice. No, don't do it. Watch what comes out of your mouth. Watch what you say. Watch, watch what comes out of your mouth, especially in this church when other people are talking. Amen. Right? Don't put out someone else's fire. Right. You know, if, if, if youth are coming up to you and, and sharing the excitement or kids are coming up to you and sharing about what they learned, don't be that person. Don't be that person that I have memories of saying, well, people can only get saved at an altar. So it's just wishful thinking that you think you're doing something about it. No, don't do that. Don't be a wet blanket. Encourage each other. Yeah. Encourage each other in the word. Someone gets a car that you've been wanting, praise God for them. Because why? Batter up, I'm next. Someone gets a promotion, thank God, I'm next. Someone gets their house paid off, praise God, I'm next. That's why when you hear these testimonies, it's not just so, you know, we're not boasting in ourselves. It's so you can be encouraged. Okay, I'm next. I'm going to win a soul tomorrow. I'm going to be the, the top soul winner of this church. I'm going to do it. And that comes by just, you know, renewing your mind. Renewing your mind. Renewing your mind in the word every day. Every day. That's why it says it's supposed to be renewing your mind every day in the word. Because if you're going days without it, if you're going days without being in the word, then you just conform. And you find yourself talking like your unsaved aunt who's gone through the ringer who's been through five divorces and two bankruptcies, right? But no, you renew your mind in the word. You say, you know what? That doesn't run in my bloodline. You know what? That stopped with me. That generational curse, that stopped with me. That's not going to my kids. Alcohol may have ran in the family until it ran into me because that stops here with me. It's not going to my kids. You start speaking like that and, that, and building yourself up in the word. Building yourself up in, in the word. You don't feel like soul winning. You don't feel bold. Start reading the word. Read those scriptures. That's what I did. I would find scripture. I mean, I, I, it was Hebrews 11.6. I would quote that hourly when I was believing God for something. And every time I felt like it's not going to happen or think it's not going to happen or how in the world is that going to happen, I don't know how that's going to happen, I would just speak out of my mouth, Hebrews eleven six. 6. For faith is what pleases God. God, I thank you. I'm growing my faith. I thank you, Father, you're going to encourage me. I thank you, Father, it's going to happen. Which brings me to this, praise. Praise. Praise is so important to breakthrough. Praise is so important. Why? Because if you can praise before you have it, 
It's only, um, uh, it's only a matter of time before it's in your hands. If you can thank God for it before you see it, it, it will not take long. If you're willing, if you're willing to, like my sister said, if she went out, if I die, I die. If you got that attitude, if you have that attitude, God's not going to let you die. God's not going to let you fail. God's not going to let you embarrass yourself. That's not his plan. He doesn't want to embarrass you. But praise is important. And I want to go, if you're taking notes, Hebrews 13, 15. Therefore, let us offer through Jesus a continual sacrifice of praise to God, proclaiming our allegiance to his name. It says, let us offer up through, let us offer through Jesus a continual sacrifice of praise. That means sometimes praise could be a sacrifice. I mean, sometimes you might not feel like praising. If you wake up late on a Sunday morning, you're running late for church, you don't get your coffee, you might get in here, had a bad phone call or text message from a boss on a Sunday morning, you don't feel like praising. But you push through that. Maybe something happened, you, you lose a loved one, something, uh, uh, a friend turns their back on you, family starts gossiping about you. You don't feel like praising. But it's why we're not ran by our feelings. It's why we're not ran by our emotions. And that's what pleases God because you have faith in him anyway. God, I don't feel like, you might not even feel like sitting here tonight in this service or coming here, but you, you know, you ever realize sometimes you don't feel like going to church on your way to church, but then you get there and you get in that atmosphere of praise and thanksgiving and you hear the word and you're encouraged and then you leave here and you're like, I can't believe I was going to stay home tonight. Not me. Missed my breakthrough. Not me. I don't think so. But that's what it is. It's, it's just pushing through. And that's, it's the same way in the spirit. If you could just treat it like that, maybe you're going through something and you just treat it like that. You know what? I might be going through this, but God, I thank you. Thank you, Father. You never left me. You've never forsaken me. You never gave up on me, God, that you're still with me, Father, that this is just temporary, God, and I'm going to take my eyes off of my situation and put them on you. Amen? He won't let you fail. He won't let you fail. And I love this, sharing your testimony, testifying, celebrating the faithfulness of God. Revelation 12, 11 says, and they have defeated him by the blood of the lamb and by their testimony. Luke 8, 39 says, no, go back to your family and tell them everything God has done for you. So he went all through the town proclaiming the great things Jesus has done for him. I want to tell you something. Your testimony is powerful. What God has done in your life is powerful. Don't count anything too small. I don't care if it was like a $10 Spotify bill and someone just came up to you and paid it off. That's not too small. My husband shared on the first night he was believing God for four quarters, a dollar. And someone came up and, and gave it to him. That's not a small testimony. 
Share your testimonies. Share your testimonies with your family. Share testimonies of what God's doing in this church. Share testimonies with, with no matter what. Because that is, it, it builds yourself up. Not only do you build other people up. How many of you, after hearing what happened this morning, were you built up in your faith? Amen? After hearing those testimonies. Amen? Build it, building yourself up. Building yourself up. And I wanted to end with this point. Going back to you being anointed, for he's anointed me to proclaim the gospel. For the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has, he has anointed you. And I want you to remember this if you're taking notes. If Jesus didn't say it about himself, you shouldn't say it about yourself. If Jesus didn't say it about himself, you shouldn't say it about yourself. If Jesus didn't walk around and saying, you know, I'm sick, I'm sick, I don't feel good, I don't feel right. If he didn't walk around saying, I'm depressed, oh, it's my anxiety. That's my favorite one to, 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 to just point out to people. People say, it's my anxiety. It's my, my anxiety. And they say, like, if, if you don't know anxiety, you don't know me. It's my anxiety. I, w I would have been to church today, but just my anxiety was flaring up. I'm like, it's not yours. <laughs> Jesus took it. It's not yours. Don't lose peace. It says that he, he, the, the chastisement of our peace was upon him. He already took that. He didn't walk around saying, I'm broke, busted, disgusted. No. And that's why we shouldn't either. That's why we shouldn't either. Amen. But why? The spirit of the Lord was upon me. He, I'm, I'm too anointed to get depressed. I'm too, my, the call on my life is too much for me to lose joy. Call on my life is too much for me to go on, on seven mind me, uh, medications and be locked up in an institute somewhere. That's not for me. Why? Because Jesus didn't walk around with it. Jesus didn't have to deal with it. Why? Because he took it on the cross, so I didn't have to. I don't care what the doctor told you. I don't care what your mama told you. I don't care what maybe someone from your past, past has told you. That's the reason they're in your past. Because you are a new creation. 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 And sometimes you just need to remind yourself, no, I have faith, devil, when he comes around and tries to poke you around and see, let's see how much you believe it. No, I have faith. Because you know what? And, and this is, we've seen it everywhere we go. You get in meetings like this and you get saturated and then all of a sudden it's like hell is breaking loose. And, and that's what takes people out. That's what takes, my husband said it this morning. He said that sometimes people will say, you know what? My life was a lot easier before I was serving God. And I want to tell you that's a lie from the devil. Because why? He comes in and picks on somebody who isn't strong enough to fight it off, who doesn't understand who they are in Christ, who doesn't understand their authority, who doesn't understand they can say, get thee behind me, resist the devil, and he will flee. Not he might flee. No, he will flee. And so they start going through it, and they don't understand how to get out of it. So they say, you know what? The devil never messed with me when I was in the club. Or the devil never messed with me when I was on drugs or when I was drinking. 
And, and I meet people like that. And I say, if you only knew, if you only knew, but not you here tonight because you know you have that faith. You have that, that authority. You have that everything that Jesus had and gave to us. Freely he gave to us all authority. That's why I tell people because they say, oh, well, God is in control. I'm like, no. He gave us authority. He gave us authority to do something about it. He gave us authority. So you might have to speak with your mouth. You might have to say it yourself. You might have to pray it in. You might have to call it in. But he's given you authority. He's given you authority to cancel any attack on your life, to cancel any attack on your family, any attack against your mind, against your health. He's given you the authority. He just wants you to say it. He's ready for you to just open up your mouth and say it. And I felt I just wanted to do this. Before, before we left this place. Because and I understand everyone is going up a level. But the Lord told me to do this, so I'm going to be obedient. So I'm just going to have everyone just bow your heads and just close your eyes for a moment. And if you're in this place, I don't care if it's for the first time ever. I don't care if you just came in last minute. I don't care if you've been here all week. I don't care if you've been here for 20 years. If you're in this place tonight and you felt while I was, while I was ministering or maybe during these testimonies and you've, you've felt, you know what, I can't say that for me. Maybe you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Maybe a friend invited you here tonight and you kind of just came to check it out. Or maybe, maybe you, you once were saved but you kind of you kind of walked away. You kind of walked away. You kind of said, you know what, this is a little too hard. Like that example I gave. You know what, my life was a little easier when I wasn't in church. Or maybe you've just grown, maybe you've just grown lukewarm. You're just not on fire. You're not on fire like you used to be. You're not on fire like you once were. And you say, I want to have that. I want to have that. I want to have that fire. So if there's been, ever been a time maybe you've never received Jesus, maybe you once did and you kind of walked away, or maybe you're sitting here and you just don't know. Maybe you thought you were right, but maybe the Lord's been dealing with your heart tonight. Maybe you don't remember a time where you said, Lord, come into my heart. Or maybe you just, you just gave up. Maybe you just gave up on God. You said things got too hard. If that's you, either you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior or you once did, but it got too hard, something happened, rocked your world, maybe a divorce, a sudden, a sudden death, sudden illness came on you, just hell broke loose, and it got too hard. Or maybe you're just not sure. If that's you, will you just slip your hand up? I just want to pray for you. If that's anybody here, you've never received Jesus, or maybe you once did, and it just got too hard. Amen. 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 
You can look at me now. Maybe you're watching online because I, f- I feel to do this. And I understand, and, and because I know we've, we've been in meetings every night, and I understand this is a believer's meeting. But I just felt to do this. So maybe if you're watching online tonight, and you can say, that's me. I, I walked away. Things got hard, or I've never received Jesus. I'm just going to lead you through a simple prayer. Because the Bible says, if we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart, that we will be saved. So if you're watching this, and I don't care if it's live or on a replay, say this prayer. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me. Cleanse me. Set me free. I'm saved. I'm born again. I'm forgiven. And I'm on my way to heaven. Because I have Jesus in my heart. Amen. Amen. And if you said that for the first time or the first time in a long time, I want to say welcome to the family. And get in contact with us. Amen. And get in contact with us. And let us know you said that. Thanks for listening to the MJV Ministries podcast. If you would like to stand with us as we preach the gospel and make a kingdom impact, consider becoming one of the thousand monthly partners we are believing for. To learn more, go to mjvministries.com partner.